Hi and welcome to Resistance TV. Uh, I'm your host for this evening, Sean Bloor, and I thought we'd do something a little bit different today. So I'm taking you on a road trip up to Rochdale, where George Galloway is standing in the by-election by for the Workers' Party of Britain. So come on, what are we waiting for? Let's go. I have no leader, no man, telling me what to say, what to think. Because I'm a believer, I can do no other. Because I believe we're only here for a short time. My wife's threatening to divorce me for standing in yet another election. I'm here for Gaza. I'm here for that little girl who asks, where is the Ummah? I want to show her that there is an Ummah. There is an Ummah. And that it is ready to act. Well, I've arrived uh, at Rochdale headquarters where George Galloway is and I'm going to pop inside now and see who we can talk to. See you in a bit. So I'm here with John. John Maxted is one of the organisers here in Rochdale. Um, hi John, how's it going? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. And uh, what's, what's it looking like out there? Um, we've been out on the doors a few times already today. It's... Um... It's great. We've been getting a fantastic response from the community. Uh, as I'm sure lots of people have seen, yesterday we held the, uh, the launch and uh, we exceeded even our own expectations. It was over 300 people coming out to the event and uh, staggering support on the ground. Absolutely. So what's been going on so far? Have you been out leafleting? It's been leafleting so far. We've uh, been going out and hitting the doors primarily just to get uh, all of our materials turned out. We have so much to get through. We've over 100,000 leaflets for the for this initial leg of the campaign. Who knows if there'll be more? I imagine there almost certainly will. We've been having so much uh, in the ways of uh, engagement on the ground with volunteers that we can't have we can't see them flying out of our hands fast enough. Basically. Mm. So what else is going on for the rest of the week? Because I'm sure people will be mm. wanting to know because they want to come down here and help out. We'll continue with the leafleting stuff. Anyone who's up for helping out with leafleting can uh, do so by engaging with us either online or via the application form. We're also going to be getting on involved with targeted canvassing. So uh, anyone who's confident with speaking to the public about why they want to see the Workers' Party um, put a candidate in as their MP in Rochdale, then please get in touch. We're more than happy to have you. We'll... Uh, help you to turn out here, we'll help you to get around the area. Uh, we may even be able to help you with your uh, expenses to come up here. That's fantastic. And how mm. can they contact you, John? Uh, the main method that I'd recommend is go on workerspartybritain.org and there will be links there that can take you through to our application form. From there, you just need to fill in the application form and it will do the rest of it for you. We'll get access to that and we'll be in touch. So do you think George is going to win? Personally? Oh, absolutely. I think um, 
I think all this stuff with the bookies, it's uh, it's funny. But at the same time, I think what the bookies are doing is they're uh, looking at it from the perspective that they'd expect a mainstream uh, establishment party to be the odds on favorite because it's just kind of a precedent. We're an un- we're an un- uh, an unproven party at the moment. We haven't been uh, we haven't had the same time that Labour has to establish a record on which to predict uh, bets and whatnot. But I believe, judging from what I've seen on the ground so far, we're in for a very good uh, campaign, and we're going to give them a massive run for their money. Fantastic! Thanks very much, John. Um, right, I'm here with uh, James Giles, and we're in the nerve centre of George Galloway's campaign HQ. Hi, James. How's it going? I'm exhausted, Sean, but uh, feeling good despite that. Great. And what have we been up to today? Well, look, today we've been coordinating volunteers, uh, going out leafleting. We've been uh, preparing our Royal Mail free post, uh, which uh, has a lot of logistical complexities. Uh, as well as uh, the usual hustle and bustle of dealing with various media outlets, some friendly like your good selves, some hostile like the Daily Mail. Uh, And uh, yeah, uh, uh, everything and anything you can imagine, we've probably done it today. Um, you said the Daily Mail had been here earlier. Was that Dan Hodges? It was indeed. Oh, and how did how did that go? Well, I actually thought it went uh, quite well. Uh, you know the old saying, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." Dan wants uh, Labour to lose this election. It's about the only thing the Conservatives have got going for them. So uh, on this one occasion, uh, George might get a fair crack of the whip. Might. Let's hope so. He's hoping. Because he's already he's already done a, an article about George, hasn't he? Yeah, he has with Rishi Sunak yeah. uh, plastered up next to him in the mail, mm-hmm. uh, which in itself is uh, quite an accomplishment. You know, it's not every day uh, that any politician gets uh, sort of held up in equal proportion to the uh, prime minister. Uh, but the papers know, like the bookies, that we're onto something really quite special here, I think. Uh, the odds have been slashed from 16 to 1 just five days ago to 2 to 1 uh, now. Uh, the papers are swarming, you know, the Michael Cricks, the Dan Hodges, uh, the various other uh, wannabe Paxmans of this world are swarming and circling uh, all out for a scoop, but we're well equipped to handle them here. Uh, that's great. Um, just to give us a little bit more in-depth um, knowledge about the campaign, uh, James, you've done quite a lot of analysis. Um, so why is this? Why is Rochdale such a, a special campaign for George? Well, look, it's an unusual by-election insofar as there are a maximum of 200 days left until the end of this parliament. And so, if you like, it's the ultimate protest vote for people. They can vote here knowing in full confidence it will not change who the government is and also knowing that in less than a year, maybe even a few months, uh, they'll be able to elect uh, whomsoever they wish, uh, be it to represent them locally or indeed to form uh, the next government, depending on obviously how they vote. Uh, That makes it interesting. Uh, It's an area with a high Muslim population and you know, various estimates suggest there are at least a dozen, if not scores of seats, where Labour, in theory, is under quite severe threat 
from uh, their stance on Gaza and Palestine and where Muslims could really make the decisive impact. And so this, if you like, is a litmus test uh, to that community. Uh, and the other reason uh, I think it's uh, significant is, you know, Keir Starmer has yet again parachuted in a candidate who doesn't live in Rochdale. Uh, his own colleagues, uh, from what I gather, aren't all that fond of him on uh, the county council. And uh, I believe they're practicing and perfecting their technique for what we call the silent knock. Oops, no one was home. So sad, too bad, never mind. <laughs> We're going to take the politics of Rochdale by storm because you've been let down, not just on Gaza. Labour has let you down and we need to change Rochdale for the better. We need to clean the town hall clock. We need to test the people in charge and replace them if necessary. What got you involved with the party? I am the truth that they offer. I'm a plain speaking, honest politician who's been honest to us for years and the mainstream media and other parties have lied about him. Should have been Prime Minister many years ago. Time to get him on in the right spot now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think of Labour these days? Excretia. Sorry. Uh, what did you think of Labour these days, the Labour Party? They're excretia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Filthy, corrupt, they've sold us out completely. They're constantly lying to us. Um, and it's time for them to go. They belong in the gutter. Yeah. How do you rate um, Galloway's chances, chances in this by-election? If I've got anything to do with it, 100%. 100%. It's, uh, yeah. That's a... Uh, that's impressive considering it's a by-election, people are expecting there still to be like favourites and whatnot. You think they can beat Labour? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And if you had uh, one message for the electorate ahead of the uh, polling day on in, at the end of February, what would it be? Don't vote for liars, vote for George Galloway. So what's brought you to the uh, launch today? The people of Gaza. Um, what specifically about what's going on in Gaza is it has brought you out? We have, we have to stop the genocide. It's pure and simple. Yeah. It's, it's clear to see. Even even the guide dogs of the blind know it's a genocide, and nobody else in politics is making that connection. And we need to stop. We need to make it stop. This is a humanitarian cause. It's not about Muslims. It's not about Jews. It's not about anything else. It's a purely humanitarian crisis. And it needs to stop. Uh, with regards to the way Labour has been approaching this crisis, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely is... disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. From a party that I voted for most of my life. Most of my life I voted for that party. And for them to turn around and disown the Gazan people, the Palestinians, at their greatest time of need is, is beyond words. It could be as do you think there is a place these days for Muslims in the Labour Party? I question that. I really do question that now. Mm. Uh, so uh, what is it specifically about George that you think is going to allow him to take on this issue in a way no other politician has so far? Well, he's, he's one of the few people with integrity in uh, politics for the past 50 years. People that focus on what they believe in, what their causes are, 
I don't believe I've ever heard him say anything wrong. It's your perspective. You, you know, you can disagree with him, but I, I don't think I've ever come across anything that he said that's been wrong from my perspective. And, you know, we need to, we need to have our voices raised. And the people of Gaza need to have their voices if you had one message for the people of Rochdale, uh, any advice for the upcoming election, what would it be? Make history. Make history. Vote for the Gazan people, because they can't vote for themselves. Uh, what's brought you to the launch today? Sorry, I can't hear you very well. Uh, what's brought you to the launch today? Uh, well, I, I've been an admirer of George Galloway for quite a long time. I've been to his previous launch in Gordon many years ago. I interviewed him once for the, this uh, independent paper that I was working for called The Word. And I think he's a, he's a politician of huge integrity mm. and one of the few around. Also, he's uh, magnificently articulate and honest in, uh, in an era where politicians uh, you know, never speak their own mind, never speak their own opinions anymore. They just like bought corporate interests. He's a very humanitarian man and I really hope that he wins because I'm not sure what huge change you would make in the ocean of uh, dereliction, political dereliction we're in, but I think a uh, glimmer of hope he would represent that. How do you rate his chances in the upcoming election? I'm, I'm not sure if he's got very great chances, but I, I haven't followed the situation. It could be that I'm wrong. Mm, yeah. And um, if there was one, one thing that you think that the people here in uh, Rochdale should be voting on, what is it, in your opinion? I, I have no connection to Rochdale. I'm not familiar with the place. Uh, uh, but I see that it's a large Muslim community, and there are people who generally care much more about the real issues like war, Palestine. He's very good on that. They, if they vote for him on account of that, that's a very good thing. I don't know what proportion of people will go to vote, though. So, but good luck to him. What got me about the party? Many things. Have you seen the 10 point program? That's the starter. I really am really convinced about it all, all together. Yes, that's what I want to see. That's the kind of world I'm looking for. What was your favourite part of the 10 point program? I don't think I have a favourite because all of them suit me. That suit, suit what I want for my kids, my, my grandkids, mm. and for the future of everybody. Well, do you, how do you rate the candidate for uh, Rochdale here today, for the Workers' Party? Or do, you, do you think he has a good chance of winning? Well, I'm hoping so. I'm never one to count the chickens, as they used to say. I'm never, I'm, that's not my style. But with a good push, it can be done. I do believe Labour are not liked in this town. And uh, with regards to... Um, oh, what was I going to say? I feel like I've lost my trail of thought now. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, um, do you think Labour, what do you think of Labour for this constituency? Do you think there's much chance of them getting in? Do you think that that's a good idea in general? Well, it's traditionally a Labour town, so that they've got that going for them, but I think people are now fed up with what Labour are doing. They've let the people down on Gaza, they've let the people down on, on the NHS, or they're going to do, especially with this guy, well, I understand you've come today to uh, George Galloway's campaign launch. Uh, what brings you here today? Well, what brings me here, two weeks ago I resigned 
from the Labour Party and I went independent. I've been asked to stand as the parliamentary candidate for Dewsbury and Batley, so hopefully I'll be representing the Workers' Party in Dewsbury and Batley at the next general election. I've also on Saturday in London at the Million March protest, I challenged Keir Starmer to a contest in Dewsbury and Batley. And I'm still waiting on a reply, Mr. Starmer. I'm waiting and so is the battleground in Batley and Dewsbury. Come, let's go. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, distinguished elders, scholars, councillor, maybe councillors, who knows, certainly some future councillors. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm overwhelmed by the turnout here on this inclement evening for the official launch of our campaign to capture Rochdale in the by-election on the 29th of February. My good wife Gayatri is behind me. My eldest son Zane, who lives in Manchester, is at the top of the stairs. I tried to persuade him to come and give a speech, but he's not quite ready <laughs> to take my place. I'm overwhelmed by the generosity of my good friend Imtiaz and his family, all of his brothers, all of his sister-in-laws, all of whose children have made this place and the place next door where I'm going to ask you to go at the end of this meeting, available to us, indeed handed it over to us. The most auspicious campaign headquarters I've ever had in more than 50 years of politics and fighting elections. I'm overwhelmed by the warmth of the Rochdalian welcome that I receive as soon as I step foot outside that door. It takes me quite some time to get down even the smallest street. Now, I know that none of you would ever darken the doors of a bookmaker's. But if I tell you that the bookies had me at 16 to 1 to win this seat on Friday and by Tuesday evening it's 2 to 1, you can be sure that if you have any friends, if, if you have any foolish friends that go into bookmakers, they've lost their opportunity. 2 to 1 isn't much of a price, but it is indicative of three things that I want to address you on this evening. His Excellency Peter Ford, former British Ambassador, I welcome and greet you. You're a great asset to us as the Deputy Leader of our party. The three things are this, and they are obvious. All the press in the press conference asked me this obvious question. Why are you here? Well, the obvious answer is because I'm a political leader and there's a by-election. And it's my job 
to take our political message everywhere in the country. And obviously, this is an opportunity uh, to do that. Tony Lloyd was a friend of mine for 40 years. I'm very sorry indeed that he has passed and passed so very quickly. But of course, after the demise of a member of parliament, there has to be a by-election. The people need to be represented. Andrew Bai, former member of the European Parliament, also I greet you. The by-election was not chosen by me, but I have a duty and a responsibility to give voice to the thousands, I believe tens of thousands of people who want to have their say on what's happening in Gaza. I have been fighting the Palestinian cause for more than 50 years. That is the entire lifetime of at least half, maybe three quarters of the people in this hall. The entire lifetime. I first went to see the Palestinians in the refugee camps in Beirut in 1977 in a brief pause in the Lebanese Civil War. I met the late President Arafat. He took a liking to me. When everyone else left, I decided to stay. And I was there for many months, living in two camps that later became famous for the worst possible reason. The two camps were Sabra and Shatila which in 1982, while I was in Beirut, were invaded and yet another massacre of Palestinian refugees took place. You boycott Starbucks? Why shouldn't we boycott Labour? They're all supporting genocide in Gaza. to your children, your grandchildren. Me, Saddam's friend. And people said to me, why didn't you keep your opposition to Tony Blair and the Iraq war down a bit? Turn the gas down a bit on it. And if you do, if I had, I might still be a Labour MP. I might, I might have been on the front bench, but I could not do so because I was, perhaps uniquely, the only member of parliament who knew for certain that they were lying that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. And knowing that, how could I do any other than call Blair the liar everyone now knows him to be? Worked by Tony Blair, Peter Mandelson, Alistair Campbell, all these war criminals are right at the center of Keir Starmer's Labour Party. And who would want to give them a victory when we could do something about it? By the way, there's some kismet involved here. I won the Bradford West by-election on the 29th of the month.
Brother, thank you. I've seen many friends actually from that campaign, and I'm glad to see them. This campaign is also on the 29th. But here's the ace card. There are 29,000 Muslim voters in Rochdale. If they all come out and all vote for me, we'll have the biggest landslide by-election victory that anyone has ever had in British politics. Amongst the Muslim population. I'm also white British and working class and the leader of the Workers' Party. Some of them think I'm brown. Somebody asked me, why, why do some white people not like you? I said, for the same reason they don't like you. They think I'm you. But we'll be out amongst the white working class people in Rochdale and saying the reasons why Rochdale has slipped down every division, every table, has been relegated over and over again, is not because of Abdul who runs the store on the corner, or Amjad who has a car showroom. It's Labour that has put you here. It's the Labour Council and it's mismanagement, corruption and incompetence that is the reason why Rochdale is in the place that it is. And isn't the football club's fortunes a metaphor for the town? Rochdale FC? Rochdale FC? One of the supporters is here. They were a fixture of the football league. They were in the top divisions of the football league for a hundred years. And now they're not even in the league. Up the Dale. Yes, up the Dale. I'll tell you what, if it's for sale, I know some people that I can put together in a consortium to try and buy it. And let's lift Rochdale Football Club up the table also. But the metaphor is an obvious one. Relegation, relegation, relegation into the basement. How did that happen? They got a dodgy planning permission from a group of other Labour councillors. How's that? How's that? Labour. That is the hashtag. Boycott Labour. Both nationally and locally. Because they're not fit for purpose. And we've got to wipe the town hall clock clean. If we win this on the 29th, we've got to take that momentum forward to make a complete change here in the town of Rochdale, and I believe that we can do it. Of course, not every councillor is a rogue, are they? Uh, not every councillor is a rogue, but I see some of them. I see some of them are out campaigning for genocide labor against me. I saw one of them, I saw one of them on a video last night defending Keir Starmer. Yeah, defending Keir Starmer's calling for a ceasefire, he said. Which isn't even true, but the fact that I was watching 
a Muslim counselor here in Rochdale claiming that to youths who were furious with him was indeed a shame. There's the youths. Is that the youths? Bravo! The heroes. That's the lads that confronted Labour last night. The future, yes. A launch like this. And insofar as they've got anyone at all, in any numbers, they're being brought in from Oldham, I'm sorry to say, and other places. We say at one o'clock. That's this Sunday, one o'clock, outside the town hall. I just wanted to make one other startling point, if I may. I found to my astonishment that the only way you can be born in Rochdale is if you're unlucky enough to give birth in the taxi on the way to Oldham. <laughs> Rochdale has been relegated so much that, that actually nobody, nobody will ever again be able to say they were born in Rochdale. Actually, yeah. I mean, talk about ethnic cleansing. There'll be no more Rochdaleans. Maybe that's the plan. Well, we will not put up with it. I give you this pledge that I will not give them one moment's peace until we have restored maternity services here in Rochdale and the A and D also. And the A and D also. Allah, if you fell down and broke your head in the center of Rochdale, you'd have to count on an ambulance reaching you and taking you to Oldham for emergency treatment. What kind of fate is that for a town that was once proud? I met a man last night, I'll not give his name, he might not want me to, so I won't take a chance. He used to be proud to tell people he was from Rochdale. Now he says he's from Manchester. Because, because, because of the way that Rochdale has been allowed to decline. Now, nobody asked me tonight a question, but I'm going to raise it. I'm expecting, indeed there's a candidate standing precisely on this question. I'm expecting the grooming story to be a feature in this by-election. By the grace of God, I have six children, five of them young children, and my oldest child has five children. There's a lot of us. We'll be around for a long time, inshallah. You said you wasn't brown? <laughs> Listen, the culture I come from, if you don't have six children, people think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> So nobody more than me finds grooming and pedophilia and sexual abuse of children and young people more repugnant. Nobody hates that more than me. But it has nothing to do with the color of the face of the person who committed it. Nothing at all. 
They do these things because of the blackness of their hearts. Blackened by depravity. Not the color of their face. That well-known Asian Muslim, Sir Cyril Smith, was one of the earliest groomers. The Reverend Paul Flowers, formerly of this parish, was not a Muslim. Jimmy Savile wasn't an Asian. Most of these sordid offenses committed in Britain are committed by people who look like me, not people like most of you. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the color of the face, still less the religion of Islam. And I will be your defender against Islamophobia, against racism, against bigotry, discrimination. And you know that. You know that I will be, and you know that I can do it. MashaAllah, I have a voice that's hurt, that nobody can ignore, and I'm ready to use it for you. I'm like Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm coming to the end of my political career. Coming towards the end, like Cristiano. I can still score goals, I promise you. Thank you very much indeed for coming here this evening. Victory on the 29th. Free, free. Free, free. Free, free. Free, free. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be campaign launches, not just the scale of it, but the enthusiasm of it. I don't think Rochdale politics has ever seen anything like this, not in a hundred years. And just coming out of the kebab house, that is really a fantastic place. Totally spontaneously, all the customers broke out into cheering and chanting for Palestine, for me. I'm getting a really, really good feeling about this. There's a long way to go, and we're going to fight for every vote right up to the last minute. But I'm getting a good feeling about it. Get on board. <laughs>